Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show, 10 years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am Mike Hewitt. Co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedendorski. And guys, you gotta you gotta help me again. And, and Ludwig, you you're Catholic, correct? Yep. So right at the top of the list this week, I'm looking at, and this is from Fox News, but I found it in multiple places. Several several FBI offices contributed to anti-Catholic memo refuting Ray's testimony according to the uh, GOP in the House. I, Ludwig, are, is Catholicism turned, has it become radicalized, to use that word? I, no, I wouldn't know where that would be. I mean, politically, there's are, really only one subject that is political, and it's the right to life. So abortion. Conception, yeah. And, and keeping in mind, I went to, I went to, and I'm not Catholic, folks. I did go to parochial school uh, for a few years in elementary school. So I'm talking early 70s, mid-70s, yeah, early 70s. The only thing I remember then, because it was right in the middle of the debate over Roe v. Wade, Mm -hmm. it's the only political topic I remember. Tell me if I'm wrong, because when I look at Catholicism, the church in general now, it looks as evenly divided as the American population, or indeed Western culture is, left and right. Big time. I mean, the new pope... um there's many people. He's a leftist. Yeah, there, there's many people, including myself, who really can't wait till we get another pope. I mean, really, since John Paul II, so you, we haven't you, had a pope that. So been you valuable. have been radicalized. No, you no. want to get rid of your own pope. So what, what's <laughs> what's ironic is. Do you think Miles knew I was slowly setting yeah, up? Yeah, <laughs> he, he always does. I think you guys talked before him. So. What I, I found myself conflicted on at times is was when you look at the story of Jesus and him going into the the temple and flipping the tables on the on the the rich uh, Jew merchants. Is he saying he that, was Jewish? So that's not a fair statement you made. Well, that's what they are. They were rich Jewish merchants. Okay. Is that anything derogatory in any way? Okay. Um, he remember remember he had he is the one who told Peter to start the Catholic Church to leave Judaism. Remember so, that. And so Catholicism says this is the Church of Jesus. Of Jesus, yes. It was started by St. Peter, by Jesus' doing. So when he did that, you, you question, I question at times, was Jesus leading socialist because he didn't believe in riches and garments and all those things? Or was he like what I believe, which is you help those who want to be helped? And those who don't, you can't help. And that you shouldn't be forced to help anybody, but you choose to help people out of your goodness of your heart. And that's where I believe. Now, the Pope now we have believes that Jesus was socialist, right. that everything should be spread out equally, and that everybody should be the same. So I'm with Ben Franklin on that. I'm for doing good to the poor, but I'm not for making them easy in poverty. Exactly. Miles Bauer, you got to help me on this religious topic because... As you know, I rarely bring religion into my politics, but because I'm sitting here in the studio next to Mr. Squishy, I I, I gotta tell Hello? you, <laughs> Miles, I gotta tell you, all jokes aside, I've always looked at the Catholic Church as being squishy middle, 
And and I'm not in in this instance, Lud, I'm not teasing you. Oh, I know. I'm really not. I that's been my outside looking in. Because they've had two two factions of the party broken in fifty fifty. I don't know the actual math, folks, but there's definitely two sides to it. And it looks to me like they try to steer down the middle of that court to keep as many of their folks as they can on board, their parishioners. Miles Bauer, what's your take on all of that? Yeah, you know, I'm not a Catholic either. However, I think for most of your and I's life, I don't think that the Catholics have been as liberal as they've been lately, which makes me look a little sideways at the uh, current Pope. But Lud can correct me. No, I, I think you're right, and I think COVID was a big division. During COVID, there was many parishes that said, you better wear a mask, we're not going to open up, or whatever, the, being taking that entire side. And there was the other ones going, we're not wearing masks, we believe in Jesus, Jesus is going to keep us safe, and we're going to stay open, and yeah, we're going to operate but without listen, masks. But listen, that, that COVID topic divided a lot of organizations. And so mm-hmm. when you said that, the very first thing that came to mind, folks, I'm a, I'm a Master Mason. And so, and, and Catholicism rejects masonry. Yeah, Knights of Columbus are the opposite. Right. It, but by the way, they're the same. Just, yeah. just saying. Yeah. I, just, it's like the, it's Yan- same. the Yankees and Red Sox. It's but, the same But thing. where I'm going with that is the various lodges within the Masonic uh, organization, they were very divided. So there were some lodges you felt like you were at a Democratic committee meeting. And there were other lodges where you felt like you were at you know, a, a Trump convention. Yeah. Be- they were, my point is, is that. <laughs> a, well, you are such a cruiser, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that, didn't take, that didn't take long. Miles, I haven't even got into the woods yet. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's way down the show list stuff. So, listen, the greater point that I want to bring about is rather than the debate of where I am politically or Catholicism. <laughs> is I look at the FBI again, and I think, what in the world are you doing targeting folks? It would be different if they said we found four or five or ten, whatever the number was, people that are of great concern as being domestic terrorists that happen to be parishioners. Yeah. Yeah. That's different than saying we're targeting the Catholic Church. Do you remember 20 years ago or so, guys, when... Uh, we had FBI agents starting to go undercover and infiltrate mosque. Sure. And how big of an issue people had with that. Right. And that not all Muslims are terrorists. And by the way, I was one of them on this show. Yeah. Because that's all about what the First Amendment is supposed to be about. Yeah. It, it It's, Miles, you and I have been on the same page on this part. When it right. goes to faith, it goes to speech. It's not designed to protect stuff I agree with. It's designed to protect dissenting voices, differing voices. It is how we can have a majority rule without trampling on minority. Now, to go back to your point on a lot of things you've said in the past, like with the war with Ukraine and Russia and all this, this is a thing that's been going on for millennia. The Catholics have been persecuted on many occasions. In fact, a lot of people don't realize they were persecuted in Hitler's Nazi Germany. Right. But you can take this thing about Catholicism back to the start of Catholicism. But if but if you do a deep dive on what you just pointed out with World War II, you'll find that there are a lot of folks that believe that they were deeply involved with mm-hmm. the leadership of Nazi Germany. Yep. 
And so I, that, I mean, that's for that's for another day. Listen, before we run out, run out of time, and since we're on Catholicism, um, actually we're not, since we're on the FBI, you just had a recent shooting um, in Utah where they shot a 75-year-old guy. Listen, I have a tough time with that. If he made threats against the President of the United States, I look and say, what in the world does the FBI have to do with this? This should be Secret Service working in conjunction with local police and sheriff. That's who should have been there. And to me, when I look at it, I get that they were trying to serve a warrant, but it feels like historically, whenever they try to serve a warrant, people die. Uh-huh. And I don't know if it's a methodology process that they're using. I know if you come banging on my door at 6.15 in the morning with guns drawn, that doesn't usually add up to a healthy end result. I don't see the FBI tracking down Antifa. I didn't see them going after any of the Occupy people in any of the cities or states where that was strong and unyielding. It right. feels like the FBI, i say it again, is extremely politicized. And then I get to talk with a local retired FBI guy, and I'm asking him, when was there a time when the FBI was not? Him and I didn't agree very respectfully. But I go back to J. Edgar Hoover and follow with it forward. They've been a Washington, D.C. lapdog to the whatever whoever's controlling the bureaucracy since their inception. It's a dangerous thing, folks. I'm not justifying the guy. I don't even know if it was a great shooting or not. I'm saying it isn't right. They shouldn't have been there. Folks, stay with us. We've got to go to a break. We'll be right back. Listen, guys, let's, let me try to clean up the FBI conversation before we jump on into the rest. Folks, my position on it is, and you guys correct me, Miles Ludwig, my position is, is that the, the, the concept of a federal bully, police is anti-American. Uh, it's just it's anti-federalism. I can't, I can't find a founding father that would have said, yes, we need a federal police. I get the point of Secret Service. And by the way, based on the Constitution, I get the idea that we need to have a federal level police that deals with interstate interstate transactions. I see that as a federal government role. I don't see local policing as a federal government role. Miles, what say you? No, I mean, you know, clearly the Biden administration has weaponized the Department of Justice and the FBI, and for that matter, the CIA, which is very scary because that is truly the enemy of our republic. I'm not going to say democracy because, you know, for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, I would add, though, because I, I mostly agree with you. When I look at the United States and what our founders said, and by, by the way, I get in this debate often, so shame on me for jumping into it again, but we're a hybrid. We are a democratic republic. So we have a representative government that is democratically elected. The founders pontificated on exactly that point. And I, and I stick that in here right now because I see on social media, 
and even in the general media, no, we're a Republican, no, we're a democracy. Well, according to Thomas Jefferson, we're both. So there you have so it. So wait a minute. So how, how does the Electoral College... Because they're elected. We are a democracy. We're elected. We, those electoral... In fact, by the way, guys, let me give you a little heads up for next week. I've got one of those 16 pseudo-called fake electors that will be on the show for a, a segment to tell us what an elector is and how it is that they become an elector and what their actual actions were, which is very contrary to what's being reported in the news. But they right. are they are elected through a democratic process. I've chaired the chaired the Republican Party caucus in my congressional district before where the electors from our district were elected. Uh, it is a it's a it's a party structure. It's not it's not part of the general popula unless the general popula wanted to become a precinct delegate, run for office within the county party, run for office at the district level. It's a party structure issue, but that's where the electors come from. Um, I you know that's a whole separate dialogue, but I think that we're we're going to find out how wrong I am. But I think the uh, the charges against Trump in this regard are absolutely categorically wrong and there is a ton of historical uh, court findings that are going to get used to point that out so i don't know if that addressed the, the question you threw in the mix um, i'm just i can't get any more passionately against the concept of a federal police department right so love what do you think no i'm right on with you guys what are you right on with you well, that's not possible. Yeah, we shouldn't have it. <laughs> uh, Testy Biden snaps at Fox. Um, I don't know how to pronounce that word. How do you pronounce that word? Is that Ducey? Yep, Ducey. Ducey. I had to look it up. Did you know the definition? Of Ducey? Yeah. Yeah. He's not, a not Ducey, because I, I know Ducey. Yeah. What a Ducey of a statement. What a Ducey of a bonehead. Uh, but I, I had to... Folks, I'm sorry, I did. I had to. I had to look it up. The suggestion from it is is that it was an incredibly ignorant question or statement to make from a person that's trying trying to sound intellectual. But you know, when when Testy Biden snapped, the question was, your son's former business associate associate is claiming that you were uh, on speakerphone um, a lot with them talking business. That's a doozy of a question. It's not. It's an appropriate question. Isn't that? Yeah, but Mike, I mean, it even goes to the, the president was at dinners right. with some of these folks. Right. With pictures. I yeah. mean, it's like, it's like, really? Right. Really? You're, you're still going to deny this. I mean, you, you and I were kids back during Watergate. Right. And and I'm I'm scratching my head going, look, even even Nixon knew it was time to give it up. Nixon had people from the Republican Party meet with him and say, you know what? You're done. You can't get out of this and we're not going to support you. Right. They they pressured him into doing that. And I would suggest, by the way, that is one of the benefits of a political party, but 
you know, the Biden, he says, I quoting, I never talked business with anybody. I knew you'd have a lousy question talking to somebody from Fox News. You go, wait a minute. I, I Listen, whenever Trump lashed out, what, by the way, which was rare, keeping in mind that Trump was the guy that would have a press conference that would last as long as anybody had a question. Yeah. Think about that. Hour, hour and a half, two hours. He's still doing a press conference. And you're going, wait a minute. Biden gets five or six questions, flips out and walks away. How does the left, Miles, not have a problem with him having these kind of Mickey Mouse answers and walking off or stumbling off stage? Well, no, that, I mean, that's the whole point why I asked the question. Why doesn't somebody from the left go over to Biden and go, dude, it is time. And that was, know, why, yeah. why, why don't they have that, that Nixon moment? I, I'm going to guess that they do. They're just trying to get to the stop gate. I think they told him, you're not a candidate. Calm down. Um, I, I can't imagine that. They, they can't get rid of him because they got Kamala Harris there. Uh, I, I mean, how do you get back? Speaking of that, that just lit me up. Speaking of that, Ludwig, right before showtime, you were talking about, what's her name, Merkel? Yeah, Merkel. 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 Yeah, Merkel. Merkel. You're seeing people want her to run for president? Yeah. Her in place of Kamala Harris? Yeah, because of Prince Harry. Now, I know that she'd reached out to Moonbat from California to oh, say, please, a, please, appoint, <laughs> please appoint me to replace, was it Feinstein, Senator Feinstein? And, and to his credit, Moonbat didn't even respond to her and put her phone number in the, in the deep dive. But you sat and told me that there'd be a lot of folks, that there'd be a lot of folks that want her. Yeah. Is that true? I think so, because once she's... No way. Are you one of them, Ludwig? Not a chance. <laughs> um, I, no, no way. A couple of reasons. One, the people eat up the royal, t royal family. Two, they would love to see Prince Harry get back at the royal family. They would love to have him in the White House because he's royal. And That's she's a, a nut. So, so they... <laughs> Miles Bauer. No, no, no. And she's no, black. No. Well, mixed, she right? Really she's isn't. black and white. But that's that's another topic. Lad, you you are drinking the Kool Aid, dude. <laughs> must have passed it over. Uh, wow! I gotta tell you though, when I sit when I sit, first off, I happen to agree with Miles on this. I don't see any path for her anywhere politically. The only thing that causes me pause is that I sit and I watch the clickbait, like especially on my iPhone, where it's loaded with screwball leftist stuff. Not just center left or left. I mean, nutty left. No, hold on. Let's get something straight here. I didn't say she will be the nominee. I don't yeah. think she should be the nominee. I said people are talking about it. And do right. I think there's actually some validity to it? Yes. What, what I do find profound, where I was going with my critique oh my of iPhone, God. is I see a lot of that those stories about her keep popping up on the left. So they must view her with a, a lot higher regard than I do because I am yeah. I'm woefully unimpressed. I think she's mentally deranged. I don't Lud, think she's right. Lud, dude, <laughs> dude, you 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 you've got Kool-Aid stain on your upper lip. <laughs> it's all over my shirt too. He spilled it. <laughs> what a great place to leave it for a break, folks. We, we've got to go, but we will be right back.
Folks, if you're just tuning in, I am Mike Hewitt, co-hosts Miles Bauer and the Kool-Aid Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're right, Miles. Right before the break, he tells us, folks, that he is the Kool-Aid Man. Well, if it's great. Oh, listen. Let me brag for a minute. We are broadcasting from our flagship station, WHTC Holland, Michigan, right on the shores of beautiful Lake Michigan. 1450 AM, 99.7 FM. But just as important, we've got some very, very nice affiliates spanning across a whole bunch of states. We thank you for carrying us to our affiliates. And even more important than all of that, we thank our listeners very, very much. You are the reason that we are here. We apologize about having the Kool-Aid man. Everybody loves Kool-Aid in the summer. Mike Hewitt here, the picture definition of absolute gall. Biden launches a campaign trumpeting his economic accomplishments. Meanwhile, personal credit card balances at crazy high interest rates top a trillion dollars, and people are drawing down on their 401ks at alarming rates. Housing, energy, and food costs, not included in the government inflation numbers, are sky high, hurting all Americans. Our cost of education is the highest in the world, but the results place the U.S. in 26th place. The price of gas, a burger, a school book, it's all gone crazy. He's proud of that? That bumbling, stumbling puppet of a president is campaigning on his economic success? Seriously? Are we so locked into the D's versus R's nonsense that results don't matter anymore? Folks, come on. We deserve better than this. Find the Mike Hewitt Show on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You'll like it. Listen, I got to tell you, when when I did that, folks, I'm looking at numbers. Inflation gauge rose 3.2% annual in July, less than expected. That is from, uh, that's the headline from a CNBC.com article. I got to tell you something. When I walk into a restaurant and I buy what would have been a modest lunch, I'm flabbergasted at the price. I really am. I'm flabbergasted at the price. Lud, you and I had dinner at a very modest cafe today. Yeah. Um, a couple burgers, french fries. You had water and I had iced tea. It was $32. And you go, how does that make sense to anybody? How does this guy, and I'm serious, Folks, if I sounded angry in that 60-second feature, I don't know how he can actually campaign on his his financial successes. Miles, you got to reel me in. Because when I watch what he's doing, by the way, I'm on my way in after getting hosed at lunch, then I go to the gas station. Folks, come on. He's campaigning on this stuff like it's good. Miles, please reel me down. Dude, you and I were in Columbus, Ohio in the late 70s. Yep. In, when Carter had his sweater on. And I even texted you when you first sent me the 60 seconds. And I said, this is Carter on steroids. That's exactly what you said. So do you remember when he was he was giving an Oval Office speech and he had his, he had his sweater on? And he's talking about how we've got to tighten the belt. I mean, he's talking about dialing down, dial down. You're going to be cold, but it's worth it. And when he does it, his punch word 
and his hand swings, showing where he swings in the air to show his energy. But the swing and the speech, the timing was off. And you're going, this guy didn't practice this enough. Right. But, it, but it's gotten to be so normal that folks like Biden and Carter then, wow, they've gotten good at lying. Folks, these are not good numbers. They're just not good numbers. Right. Everybody that I talk to that are in industrial uh, environments, including manufacturing owners, mid-level management, and employees, they're seeing a nightmare coming. I'm talking a nightmare. And this guy's campaigning on that. So I got to be really naive here. Miles, I'll, I'll, I got to go to you because you're the old guy here, almost as old as me. But how does a Democrat, because listen, most Democrats, I believe this, we just disagree on policy. They're not my enemy. They're not. We just disagree. How do they watch that and go, yes, I want more of that. How do they do that, Miles Bauer? The only thing I can imagine, and Lud, you know, keep me on the rails here, but everybody is just so young. They don't remember what the late 70s, early 80s were all about. Is that true? Lud, you're a professor of economics. So when you're talking with your class, do they have any conceptual idea? You're young 40s. Do you have any conceptual idea of what it was like in 78, 79? Yeah, I mean, I've talked to my parents about it. I've, I've looked at old documents like when they bought a Ford Aerostar in the 80s and the interest rate was like 14% sure. and they had good credit. Right. Like 14%, you had A credit? Like, there's no way. But back then they didn't do credit based on your Empirica score. None of that stuff existed. Yeah, it was well, like 14%. So you, you'd, you'd, go to, zero. you'd go to Acme Bank and their rate was 13 doesn't matter who you were. If they're going to yeah. lend you, you're paying 13 14 yeah. Listen, I remember a time in the car business with me working in, at the time, mid-level management in the car business where they were playing a flooring rate on a couple million dollars worth of cars in the 14 15% range. Yeah. So you buying the car, plan on paying sticker plus. That's the way, it, well, I don't want that car. Oh, well, too bad because that's the one we got. And that's the price. Right there on the Atatag. I remember being a young guy going, Atatag, what's that? Well, there's yep. the Moroni, there's the, there's the tag, and you see the long skinny paper with all the numbers beside it? That's where we make up for what Jimmy Carter's doing. Yep. Literally, folks, that's how it was. I was there. So for me personally, I remember 2007, uh, 8, when gas was 425 a gallon. Yep. And we, were, we went through that. I think that the generation now, when they hear recession, that scares them more than any other generation has. I don't know what it means. Well, no, they do. I think that's where the mistake is. They went through the 2008 housing crisis. And when I asked these students, how many of your parents lost their house? How many of your parents lost their business? How many lost their jobs? It's about 50%. Okay. So when they hear recession, and I have to explain them, recessions aren't awful. They're corrections in the market. They're needed. If you don't have them, you have crashes. It's on the longevity and the outcome of the, of the recession. I said, what you guys know of as a recession is 2008 total collapse. Stop worrying about that when you hear recession. They're using that as a fear tactic against the youth because the thing they do know and do remember is 2008. 
They remember being in grade school and their parents losing everything, See, living the, out of a car. The, the only part I think that you and I need to, to, to dialogue on is that I think a lot of this stuff is purposeful. Yes. I think the Uber left, not my average Democrat neighbor that I just disagree with on whether ketchup is a vegetable or not. I'm not talking about those folks. I'm talking about the screwballs that demand I buy an electric vehicle that nobody wants, by the way. Yeah. Sorry, Ford, nobody wants $4 it. $4 billion Ford's losing this year. Uh, yes, but but that's not who's really losing. Who's losing the is the American taxpayer because what's happening to these companies that build them, including Tesla, is we're paying crazy money out of our federal pile oh. to keep those places alive. Plus, the, some of those losses are also then sprinkled over all their other line of vehicles they have. You're paying oh, $80,000 for a truck about, nowadays. What about Kamala's electric bus company going under? Yep, that's Island not, chapter 11. But, but I hunted all over. I had a tough time finding anything that connected the dots between Democrat hierarchy and that bus company, even though it is as obvious oh, as the nose oh, as, the, as the clown nose on their face. And got rid of her stock conveniently just in time. Right. So oh, remember Solyndra, who got the billions who of dollars? Went, who went to jail for that? For uh, Solyndra? The, no, for 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 oh run, insider trading. Insider trading of uh, the, the big lady. I can't. Not, oh, Martha Stewart went to jail. Yeah, because, but she's not government. But she was aware of it and bailed and went to jail. Yowzers, folks! Listen, we've got to go to a break, but we've got a whole bunch more. We'll be right back. All right, let's just call it a teaser. So the next topic would have been markets will be blindsided by inflation's comeback. So, folks, if you want to know what's going to happen, you just Google that up. Markets will be blindsided by inflation's comeback. That was an article I found at zerohedge.com. It's a big deal, but we've got to move on. Squad member urges Biden to show border leadership. Because migrant crisis looking bad for Dems. Oh, wait a minute. I got to get my head around that, guys. I do. Folks, you, maybe I got to have everybody that listens help me understand how that works. So you've got human trafficking, murdering, truckloads of drugs that are killing Americans. You've got all kinds of absolute barbarism at our southern border that are impacting Humans, from everywhere, by the way, negatively impacting taxpayers that are out working their behinds off in every state in the union to pay for that. That's not what she's worried about. She's worried about how it looks for the Democrat Party. How, how does, is that all these people think about is, holy smokes, we've let that ball out as far as we can get it and it might it might cost us a vote or two. Maybe we'll lose some contributions. Forget the thousands of people that are being injured from every ethnicity involved. They're humans, and they're not worried about that. That's not part of her argument. That's not part of the replies from the Democrat Party. Miles, 
Man alive, this is ugly. Thing that's stunning is that the 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 Democrats don't think this is going to hurt them at all. Well, she seems to get it. Uh, Ludwig, how do you say your name? I don't know which one it is. Number five, Jamel ba Bauman. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. She's a, a oh Jamal Bauman. Okay, Bowman. there you go. U.S. rep from from New York. That was her quote. What I said that Biden needs to show leadership. Now, now Bauman. I don't know if it's a man or a woman. It's, I guess nowadays that doesn't matter. But the the, uh, the the fascinating thing is that suddenly this person is concerned that it might be a little bit ugly and hurt them. Well, well and you know, you know, the thing that's fun about New York is that even the mayor up there in New York is saying they can't take on any more illegals. Well, and he's a big lefty. Yeah. And they're going to stop the bus. We can't do it anymore. So Jamal Bowman is no, the 16th but I mean, but congressional New York district. Is supposed to be a sanctuary city. Right. I mean, what 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 happened? But that was all about fundraising, folks. Think about this for a minute. They announced that they're sanctuary cities, so you send them some money to support them, but they don't actually mean it. They don't actually mean that they're sanctuary cities. They mean they're sanctuary cities contributors acceptors. Well, I don't know if you guys paid attention, but. Uh, Senator Cinema was furious about this. With there are is federal aid going to New York City right now, right? For this, yet there's not going to Arizona, right? And Cinema was outraged over this. And how come she's not left the Democrat Party? I don't know. I don't know because it's Arizona. It's not like she's going to lose her seat. She, she will soon. She will soon. I agree with. I think she'll be like, like Tulsi Gabbard and leave, but I don't know. If she'll declare being a Republican. But Tulsi Gabbard is not in office anymore. No, but after she ran for president and left office, she changed. I mean, but I can see Cinema leaving, but not necessarily joining the Republican Party, but leaving and no, being no, independent. No, because uh, remember, uh, Tulsi didn't become a Republican. She just went independent. That, right, that's, that's true. He's right about that. All right, police recommend air <laughs> I can't even, folks, I apologize. I can't do this without sadly laughing. Police recommend air horns to spook criminals as crime spikes in Oakland, California. Who in the world would knowingly, purposefully live in California without having a U-Haul sitting in their driveway being loaded to move back to the United States? Right. You can't, you can't defend yourself. It's against the law to defend yourself. And there is no law because they unfunded the law. And so the cops are saying, we ain't coming. Buy yourself a horn to scare them. And, well, the, and the leftists want America to look like California. Why don't they do, just do what Joe Biden said? Go out on the back porch with a shotgun. Yeah, Pop just, off a few rounds in the air. Imagine doing that. Well, there was actually a Marine who did that with his AR, and uh, they arrested him. Well, but he didn't. Because it's a, illegal. He used an AR, and he should have used a shotgun. He should have used a shotgun. Yeah, and he said, he said shotgun's the answer, double barrel. Shotgun, buy yeah. shotgun. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> He's such a babbling idiot. It's almost, it is It is so unfortunate for us. There's no way I'm moving to California. Uh, I love I love Southern California. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful on the beaches. L.A. is an absolute dump. All right. Here's where I get called a cruiser. Are you ready, Lud? Are you going to defend me or are you going to let me just? I'm going to cast out and see how hard I have to reel this in. Oh, man. Trump not willing to sign GOP loyalty pledge ahead of debate. Former President Trump 
would need to sign the pledge to participate in the Republican primaries debates. This is a Fox News article, but again, it's everywhere. So I'm reading that article, I'm going, wait a minute. What do you mean he's not willing to sign the pledge? First off, Miles, because I know you're you're the guy that's going to shoot at me, but and, I, yeah. <laughs> and I'm giggling. I don't care if he signs the pledge or not, to be candid with you. I don't like oaths to parties. I'm just telling you. So uh, we went through this back back in 2016 also. It was essentially the same debate. The part that caught me and made me giggle is that back at the end of July, so less than two weeks ago, he wasn't going to go to the debate. He only was going to use the debate to see if any of them might be acceptable as his running mate. How did he go from I ain't going, I'm just going to review him, to I'm going, but I'm not accepting? What happened? I think at the end of the day, bad orange man is still going to go to the debate. I think he likes to stir up the soup. So I think that's why he gets out there in the meeting and he says, I'm not going. He said two weeks ago, let them debate so I can see who might, who I might consider for vice president. Now he yeah. says, now he says, well, then he said, I think at the same time, roughly, am I going to stand up there by guys with one, two, three percent, maybe four, and have them ask me hostile questions? He said that at a rally. The implication was he yeah, ain't but, going. You know, you know, Mike, I mean, think about it. You and I have seen Trump deal with hostile questions back in 16. Absolutely. And ever since, he, he and has before. no problem uh, pushing back. You're absolutely right. I just. So why I, say that then? I was just conflicted by the fact that he said it. Holy crap, did I just agree with Ludwig? Yeah, why say it? The Kool Aid Man, Mr. Ludwig. Right? Listen, <laughs> he's going to show up. He can't not have. The camera on him. He can't be there without right. that. And so, number one, number two, if yeah. he doesn't, it could be a deadly mistake for his campaign. Because he historically, doesn't. the person leading at this point in the elections is not the nominee. What do you think? What do you think, Miles Bauer? No, I, I, he, he uh, will. I would be very surprised. I mean, I am sorry. I love Florida. I want to go there. I don't think DeSantis is going to be the guy. Federal, before we run out of time, because we're down to a couple minutes, folks. Federal judge found reasonable... I can't even do this as another one. Where do we get these people? Federal judge found reason to believe Trump would flee from prosecution. So, translation, they think Trump is a flight risk. Miles... I'm going no. to guess you may agree on this topic. What, no. What's your opinion of that idiotic judge? No, I mean, that is just stupid. They just want to, they are throwing everything at the camera right. to try to make Trump look bad. Where's he going to go? Well, I'm sure there are countries that would take him. I, the idea that he's going is so much buffoonery. The, the guy's running for president. Like him, hate him. <laughs> Somewhere in between, I don't care. The guy's running for president. He's not a flight risk. That's absolutely buffoonery. And what right. I've said all along, that the judiciary is our most broken branch of government. One of my primary reasons, and I say this both to the left and the right, 
when we look at a judge, if we can detect what their political ideology is, that judge should not be on the bench. Right. Don't care if they're left or right. Don't care if I agree with them or not. My ideology, you guys' ideology, we ought not to be judges. Well, if you vote, if the judge found uh, Roe versus Wade unconstitutional, they'd be identified as conservative. If they followed a constitution to use as their ruling, they'd be identified as con- a conservative. Right. So I, I, I get all of that, but identify what you did and why you did it. Folks, it's a toughie. Listen, next week we will have one of those 16 electors on. Please be be safe, and we will see you then. 